alliances and divisions of family, faith and culture. They're all being tested in a physical theatre work reimagining the dark history of the Lambing Flat Riots of 1861, when violence erupted around Chinese gold miners. Written by Michael Muhammad Ahmed, The Demon explores the bond of two detectives who grew up together in Bankstown. Yugambeh Malanjali man Kirk Page plays one of the men, Matthew Muhammad. And I spoke to him between rehearsals about how the demon weaves surrealist allegory for the Australian demon of racism. Kirk began by explaining he wasn't that familiar with the Lambing Flat riots before working on the show. But we can all draw parallels around, you know, as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, massacres, uh, the white Australia policy. I believe that this massacre came about around, you know, people coming to the particular area, lambing flats, where they were looking for gold, looking for their fortune. And, of course, there was a lot of Chinese people that came and were in, and were sort of very uh, a big part of that, the gold rush. And so the show also touches and makes comment around, you know, that very early, you know, it's not the first time there was violence and massacres in this country, but this one was focused at the Chinese population around there in lambing flats. It's kind of there's this parallel of the first people of this country and then, you know, the Chinese population at that time in the late 1800s also being annihilated and big, massive acts of violence upon them as well. It's kind of interesting when we talk about Australian history, there's so much focus on European Mm. colonisation. And very recently we've had Rachel Perkins docu-series the australia wars so we talk we talk about that first contact we talk about black and white history Mm. and what gets left out are things like the lambing flat riots and and also the violence and the incredible amount of um sort of heat that was copped by the muslim community during the turn of the century around you know the twin towers and the bombings in bali so there was I guess it's kind of putting a mirror to there's a whole population of people that have copped racism from a country that, you know, really knows how to deal it out. And a country that really <laughs> sells itself as multicultural and comfortable with its diversity. Mm. So it does. So this story does really look at the uh, the triangle. Mm. Is it a triangle? Yeah. So there's the, the tropes around you know, that population, you know, the tropes around Aboriginal people and also Chinese people. And so the focus, we sort of shed a little bit of light on particularly the Chinese massacres that happened at Lambing Flats. So there's lots going on. So there's lots of threads to the story Mm. all played out. But the metaphor of the demon is essentially, I think, the big R. It also, I guess it got me thinking about earlier this year you were in... um, you were part of Bangara and Sydney Theatre Company's show, Wajung. Yes. First off, it's blending dance and music and theatre, which I think the demon is doing. Yes. But it was a show that really drew on those themes of um, the way that land and people are connected, kind of interrogating that. Why do you think that idea cuts through or keeps cutting through? Well, I think it's relevant still now. And, you know, we can all 
find ways to empower ourselves and try and, you know, work through that trauma, but it's always present. And I think that, uh, you know, and varying degrees of healing and, and trying to uh, understand that. Um, and so I think these shows and these stories put it, you know, they're put on the stages and people get to see it and hear it. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, that's just a whole lot of people complaining and they should get over it. So no, these things still have impact, you know, generations and generations. And it's a, it's a very powerful thing to be a part of those stories. And, and it was a very big moment because I'm a Malanjali man from the Yugamba Nation in southeast Queensland. And my grandfather and my uncles and my aunts would have spoke the language. So there was, uh, I got to sing in uh, Yugamba Mibinyang, which is like a dialect of the people. I believe. Um, and so that was a big moment. It wasn't just, you know, putting a costume on and being a skin puppet. We're lucky to tell these stories, even though it's kind of like we're always digging into our own traumas sometimes, and that can be exhausting. It's a forever question that I have of, like, what mm. it is to to put yourself out there in such a raw emotional state night after night. There's also the rehearsal time, the, mm. you know, and then to, to finish and have to sit with it. Yeah, and it does stay with you. Actually, there's one of the beautiful cast members who was in Wujang has just um, had her, had a baby, beautiful little boy, and um, he was in her belly during that time of the show rehearsal. He was, you know, they announced that they were... Um, they were having their second baby and, you know, it was just powerful to know that he was there with us, like this kind of very beginning, this genesis of life and then the story was about, you know, this experience of life. <laughs> so, yeah, really, really um, big moments in time. Hmm. Let's come back to the demon. What drew you to it as a show initially? I think it was the fact that it was a new work and also, you know, it was a job. <laughs> and so I was like, yes, I, I would love to work and uh, to work with Rachel Swain. And I know that the way that, you know, the storytelling that uh, Marigaku so beautifully uh, does is often, you know, this very interdisciplinary way of telling stories. Um, so there's there's dance and there's story and there's song and there's, you know, this layering in of the sort of this context of uh, intercultural uh, relations, um, you know, really kind of the voices of the people that you often don't really get to hear from. And so that was exciting for me to be a part of this project. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it sounded very interesting. But yet because this is a show that draws on the backgrounds of Chinese, Arab, Anglo-Celtic settlers mm. and Indigenous backgrounds, there is something, there is a question in there about what it is, what, what it is like to be in the creative room working with so many different cultures and points of view mm. towards this sort of common goal of, of the story. What is it like? Yeah, I... Um it's a really uh, sort of generative and eye-opening experience. And even just to understand, you know, 
as an Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander man with, you know, settler heritage, you know, mix, it's all inside of me, like those stories and to hear other people and to listen to, you know, the stories and, you know, to hear people speak so passionately about, you know, the, the wrongs or the wrongdoings that have happened to, you know, other families, other cultures... It's something that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we're not so different from one another. And so that is a, a good reminder to pull yourself out of your own head sometimes or pull your head out of somewhere else and and to really see the bigger picture and not, you know, try not to just be in your own world about getting, the horrible things. Getting in your own way and, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, Kirk, I know that you have a background in physical theatre. I think you were part of Legs on the Wall. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I loved working with the company. It had happened after I, I had a very, very, very short time with Bangara and I had, had a knee injury and then so that was dealt with and then a couple of months later I was in a musical Jimmy Chai musical, Corrugation Road, that toured everywhere except for Queensland, I think. And I injured myself again and so I kind of had to sort of just rest for a while and I was in this space of going, oh, well, what do I do? What, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dancer and I can't dance and what am I going to do? And I, a friend had uh, mentioned the company and I, you know, I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting because the Legs on the Wall were very kind of, you know, this really hot company that were making these incredible works and challenging the norms and, you know, being outside and site-specific and hanging from buildings and flying around, very dangerous and sexy and funny. And I was invited by the director, Deborah Batten, to come and train. Um, and a friend had said to me, you should call. You should call them and, you know, you'd be really great with this company. I went, mm, I don't know, I think I'll just... A bit winky, I think, not very confident. And... And so I didn't. And then I think out of the blue, she calls me, Deborah calls me, wonderful Deborah Batten, um, who was ended up becoming a very one, a mentor and a, still is a really great friend. And she's a really incredible artist who's doing great things. And so I just fell in love with these people and started to develop all these new skills. Like it was a very, uh, you know, cross section of people. There was, it was a little bit like a circus. So there was an acrobat and there was dancers and there was, uh, uh, you know, people that brought specific skills and, so, and we made these beautiful shows and we toured and, you know, I just loved the, uh, the freedom that was there. And we were often asked to improvise and devise our own ideas from, you know, the context of the works that we were kind of looking at. And so I really, that was very confronting, but also very liberating. So I went, oh, there's ways to perform and there's ways to do things that aren't necessarily about, you know, working in the constraints of one to eight and to music and being in unison and just being a number. And so, yeah, that, those times are, are very special and I really hold them dear to my heart and I loved working with that company. And I'm actually there at the Red Box. We're in rehearsals at the Red Box for the Demon. And so the track's up on the wall and every now and again I kind of go, oh, yes, 20 years ago I was bouncing off that wall. <laughs> now I can't even bounce out of bed. But, um, yeah, a wonderful time in, in my um, you know, development is there um is there anything that you took from that like that dance and physical theater background into this show? Yes. 
this is, and it, sometimes it can get a little bit, so the brain is looking at things and working out how to best achieve a moment or to a trick or to how to, you know, enhance something. And yeah, so my eyes are always looking at it. And I got in trouble for it today, actually. I was opening my big mouth and, um, you know, offering things and really it kind of just gets in the way. So, you know, too much information can be a curse, but I, you know, it does definitely help when you're in the room and, you know, you, you have a shortcut um, sort of, sh- um, what is it called? The, uh, the you have a, uh, your shared language. So you can kind of get into things quicker and get out of them and working with the group that are also very physically talented. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's always in me, it, it, the, uh, the feelings and the, and the, uh, you know, all of that learning. Um, yes. Catching bodies left, right and centre. <laughs> In a good way. Good way. <laughs> Kirk Page speaking with me about the demon. You can see Kirk on stage at Sydney Opera House on the 13th to the 15th of October. After that, the demon will travel to Adelaide for Oz Asia Festival on the 20th to the 22nd of October. We'll have links on our show page. <laughs>